0: Hey sports fans, this is Straight From The Basement with Tommy Ami. I'm a sports fan who always said, if I never played a sport professionally, then I want to talk about it. I'm born and raised in New York City. Played organized basketball for several well-known teams in the mid-70s and the early 80s, such as the legendary Hong Kong Rucker Tournament, Melbank, Stone Gym, and Riverside Church. The Guardia House and my all-time favorite, each one teach one. Having sports in my life at an early age always kept me out of trouble. If I wasn't playing basketball, I was either playing football or baseball. Hey, sports fans, this is Straight From The Basement with Tommy Ami, where my opinions, views, and facts will cover the hottest, the latest, and the past sports events. Welcome, once again... I want to continue to thank everyone who has liked to subscribe to my podcast. And if this is the first time you're viewing it, please do the same. As always, before I even get into today's topic, I got two hot topics to talk about. Oh boy, do I got two hot topics to talk about. My first hot topic is the Green Bay Packers dominate the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday by the score of 48-32. My God, what an embarrassment. What an embarrassment. Oh, the second youngest team in football against the veteran team in the Cowboys. My God, a bunch of rookies and sophomores. Listen, you saw the game just like I saw the game. And man, listen, Cowboys waited all season to lose their first game. They lost their first game home in the wild card series. Dak and CeeDee Lamb. Not on the same page in the first half of the of the game. I'm trying to still trying to understand that they were like Bonnie and Clyde. I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean, what's happened? What happened? Talk to me, somebody. What happened? What happened when you lose your only game? You've been smoking opponents by at least by thirty. The whole regular season didn't lose a game. And then you wait to the wild card when you're on your home field to get embarrassed by the second youngest team in NFL? Listen, we all knew the Packers with Jordan Love was playing with house money. He's a rookie. You had a bunch of rookies in Sophomores, they were playing with house money. Well coached, but damn. didn't expect this i had the cowboys at least by 10 or more no disrespect to the green bay Packers, but i just you know just just thought you know you know cowboys will go another round the divisional (laughs) my god embarrassment i said to myself i said i've been saying this and i've been saying this to all cowboy fans throughout the season if you've been watching the Cowboys. On defense, there's one thing, one thing that they were lacking. Yes, they had the number one pass rush in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Parsons and the boys was coming. You want to drop back and you ain't let that go ball go within the four or five seconds, you most likely was getting sacked. Your offensive line was not going to hold you up. But when it came to stopping the run, That was the issue. That was the issue. And you had a few few Cowboy fans who did not want to admit that. They was not built. The defense was not built to stop the run. It was only built for the pass rush to get to that quarterback. And it showed Green Bay was hitting them holes. The offensive line for Green Bay was creating those holes, and they was hitting them. And the running back was hitting them first down, first down. Yeah, Jordan had his passing game going. He was on fire. Receivers was on fire. But the rush, the rush, the running game for the Green Bay Packers is what kept them going, kept them sticks moving. If you watch the game, it's the sticks. just the running game that kept the sticks going. Then Jordan back to pass. Boom, touchdown. My God. God, it was a technician. I mean, they was doing the damn thing. And every time when the Cowboys woke up in the second half and scored, you thought the comeback was coming? Boom! Green Bay, no you don't. We're going to hit you with another touchdown. I've been saying for decades... The reason why the Cowboys, and I truly believe this before I move on to my second hottest topic, why the Cowboys are so hated is because of that title, America's Team. Americans Team, America's Team, America's Team, my ass. Because of the Cowboys is America's Team, which means they are supposed to be representing America as the number one football team here in this country. And for all other countries that play this same sport, if Cowboys is the model that we are representing and presenting out there to the world, then we look like shit compared to the other countries that have football in their country. We look like shit. Because the Cowboys ain't win nothing in 28 years and counting. You do the math. You do the math. 28 years and counting. So, America's team, I don't want to hear another sports announcer. I don't want to hear no one this offseason, going into next season, talking about America's team. Because they ain't America's team. That shit is dead. <laughs> don't want to hear it. No more. Don't want my pressure to go up. I'm going to calm down. Dallas Cowboys, listen. Embarrassment, yes. McCarthy, the coach, should be fired by the end of this weekend. He should be fired. Okay? I ain't going to get into him. Fire him. Okay? Keep the, keep the defense intact. Just go out, get maybe three to four run stoppers. You got to get ugly. You got to stop the run. You got the pass rush. Keep that intact. Your secondary is okay. Keep that intact. You got Dak. You got CeeDee Lamb. You got the offensive line. Listen, you ain't got to do but too much. Go maybe get Belichick. That's probably what you're going to go do, right? But get a run stoppers. Get at least three, four run stoppers who want to get ugly. Get them. I'm going to move on. Because this ain't about the Cowboys. It's an embarrassment. This was supposed to be the year or last year for you guys to at least try to go to the NFC Championship, try to make it to the Super Bowl. Damn! you can't even do that! (laughs) I'm going to move on to my second hottest topic. We're talking about Baker, the Shaker, Mayfield. I gave him that name. Baker, the Shaker, Mayfield. Throws for 327 yards, three TDs to lead Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a 32 mm-hmm. nine NFC Wild Card route over the Eagles. My God, another stunner, another upset. I let I me mean, and listen. I mean, we knew coming into this Wild Card game that the Eagles. For whatever was going on with the coach and the players, I, I mean, they were slipping, they were sliding, but they damn near just dropped, came the wild card. I know, come on. I mean, I'm saying to myself, yes, Tampa got the home field for this game, but it's the Philadelphia Eagles. The first 10 weeks, they was dominating everybody. Well, one, two losses. I mean, come on, what happened? Yes, the coach Nick he gets fired. That's without a doubt. Should be fired before this week is up. He gets fired. Yes, there's a lot of shaking and shaking, shaking, shaking going on in that Eagles because that offensive line is old. Yes, Kelsey. Trout, excuse me, I'm saying to Kelsey. I meant to say, I meant to say the offensive line. They may, man. Um, 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 I can't remember his name because I'm so hyped right now. You guys know who I'm talking about. <laughs> It'll come to me. He's retiring, right? And then you got a few on that offensive line that's just still good. The whole offensive line is still good. They could come back, right? But they got to come back with a little bit more. Not all of them. You need some speed because that's the problem. Right. You had Hertz running for his life when everything started going left on him. I think it was about week 12. Things started going left on him. Right. And then if you was watching when it was going left, you can see it. Any team they played, that had a fast pass rush. You know what I'm saying? They had a pass rush that was fast. They couldn't handle the speed. The age was showing. You know what I'm saying? Father time is a mother. You know what I'm saying? But they were great when it came to opening up holes for their for they running backs. But then this is a team that was built to run, right, before the season began. But they selected because, hey, you gave A.J. Brown, you gave him a $100 million contract. You got Devontae Smith, so you got, you got receiver. You got the tight ends. You know what I'm saying? So now you got to throw it. You got the quarterback. You got to throw it. Right. Remember, it's a throwing game now. Right. So they abandoned most of the season when it came to the running game. But now when the games started getting real tight for them, right, you can't stop the pass rush. You can't protect Hurts. So now Hurts is running for his life. He got nobody to really throw it to. He's forcing sometimes. It's intercepted. Right. So it just started sparring, spurring down. It just started it just started going down for them. And, they, and and I really thought coming into this week before the Tampa game that the coach Nick would get his shit together, get the troops ready, right? Win it by 10. But it got uglier as as the as the quarters went by, I says, damn, they really are in the gutter. And it just showed. Right, so now you got a defense that's old with the Cox and the boys. They old, okay. You got a coach you're gonna fire. Uh, basically, what I'm trying to say is, you're gonna see a whole new damn near Eagles team next season, right? You know, you got the young Hurts, but that offensive line, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, they, that that's damn near a wrap, right? You got a defensive line. That's damn near rap, right? You got the receiver calls coming back, but you're going to have a whole new team, basically is what I'm trying to say for all you Eagle fans. <laughs> Listen, I said it to a few Eagle fans not too long ago. They was never supposed to be in the Super Bowl last season. If Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, the quarterback for the 49ers, Eagles wasn't supposed to go to the Super Bowl, but listen, they came out this season looking great, like they were trying to get back there. Then they slipped and they slide, made the wild card. That wasn't even supposed to happen. they supposed to be, you know, listen, divisional the the NFC. You know what I'm saying? Bam! Look what happens. They got embarrassed, looked ugly, lost. against Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that don't really have no superstar on the team. Yeah, you got Mike Evans, the receiver. Yeah, he's nice. He's I mean, you know, he's a 10-year veteran. You got Baker who's trying to start his career all over again. You know what I'm saying? You got a coach who's well-coached and Todd Bowles. I be, but, 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 what, what we saying here? Can't even talk. What are we saying here? Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the mighty Philadelphia Eagles 32-9, to knock them out the playoffs? Man, Cowboys and the Eagles, y'all should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> y'all make my New York Giants, the season, the horrible season we had, y'all make my New York Giants and the Giants fans feel sick. Like, this season never happened. <laughs> because, look, there's nobody left in the NFC East. We had a horrible season, and y'all sucked in the wild card round. So nobody won nothing. <laughs> Giant fans, we could sleep good. <laughs> I want to move on with today's topic. The 2024 NFL Divisional round, the 2024 NFL Divisional round. And before I even get into the matchups, y'all, before I even get into the matchups, I must read several picks from my viewers and listeners regarding the wild card round. Because I did say, please, last week, last show, put who you thought was going to move on in the comments section. And I got several that I must read. So I had a Mike Cosby picking all the favorites to win, except the Eagles. And, and when, when I read this, I said, damn, Cosby, I mean, he, 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 he must know something. Well, yeah, he was four out of six. Remember, it was six games. He got four right, four out of six. Not bad. Not bad at all, Cosby. Then we had an Andrew Marshall. He had the Texan, KC, Cowboys, Lions, the Bills, and Philly. He was four out of six. Not bad at all. Then we move on to a Nicholas 69. He had the Browns, KC, Dallas, Rams, Bills, Philly. Ah, he didn't do good. Two out of six. He got two games out of six. Not good, not good at all. Then we had a Tuck. Tuck 2306. He had the Texas, the Chiefs, the Dallas, Lions, Bills, and the Bucks. Now Tuck, <laughs> he's a Cowboys fan. He was five out of six. And it had to be his Cowboys that let him down. He would have been six out of six. And his Cowboys, woo, we already know because I just finished going through what I went through with the Cowboys. Yeah, then we had a Brian T. Brian T. had the Cowboys, Chiefs, Browns, Bills, Lions, and the Eagles. He was three out of six. He split three out of six. Then we had a Zeke. He had the Cowboys, Chiefs, Lions, Eagles, Bills, Texans. He was four out of six. Not bad at all, Zeke. Then we had a Troy Duncan. We had a Troy Duncan who had the Texans, the Chiefs, the Lions, the Bills, the Eagles, the Packers. He was five out of six. Five out of six tied for the best so far. Then we had a KV number five X. He had Texans, Chiefs, Steelers, Packers, Lions, and the Buccaneers. Five out of six. Another one who was tied for the best. Then we had a Theo King. He had the Texans, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Bucks. He was four out of six. Not bad at all, Theo. Big Brawley. He had the Kansas City. Texans, Lions, Steelers, Cowboys, Eagles. He split down the middle, three out of three. Then we had a Lisa, Lisa Narid. She had the Lions, the Rams, the Bills, the Steelers, the Bucks, the Eagles. She split down the middle, three out of three. Then we had a Jack Rizzo. Jack Rizzo, he had the Browns, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Bucks, the Lions, the Packers. He was five out of six, another tie for the best. And plus, Jack, he had explanations for each game. So he broke it down. It was just too much for me to read right now. And then myself, (laughs) I was horrible. Again, I had the Browns, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Eagles, the Cowboys. I was just, yo, two out of six. Looking real horrible. (laughs) Horrible. I want to thank all of y'all for inserting your picks. And for the ones who I didn't read, I want to thank y'all too. Thank you very much. So let's get going with this divisional round. Listen, the stage is set. We already know it's set, right? Now, if this round is like the regular season and the wild card, we know this round also is gonna be unpredictable. Cause listen, I mean, I I for me, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a NFL junkie, number one, number two, right? And watching the NFL league pass, listen, I'm watching the games. I'm watching the games week after week. I know who's who. I know the strengths, I know the weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? So for me. To get two out of six in the wild card. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we had two major upsets in those Cowboys and those Eagles. So maybe I would have did a little better. But listen, regular season, you know what I'm saying? You know, those Houston Texans, the Green Bay Packers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, I didn't see them. I didn't see them going to this divisional round. You know what I'm saying? I'm quite sure many of y'all didn't. You know what I'm saying? But... They at the divisional rounds, so I'm saying to myself, "Man, it's like the any given Sunday mentality." You know what I'm saying? When the underdog is feeling it, where they can say to themselves, "Yo, we gonna beat the one, we gonna beat this team who's favorite. We can beat them." You know, any given Sunday, you can have the the, the worst team play the best team. And final score, the worst team beats the best team. You know what I'm saying? It's the any given Sunday mentality. And that's what's happening. That's what just took place in the wild card series. (laughs) So this divisional round, listen, it's going to be something. Now, before I even get into the matchups. You know when you get the buy, you in a divisional round, right? You got two weeks. Two weeks off. You got the home field, you sitting pretty, right? But there's pros and there's cons that comes with that. When you two weeks off, there's pros and cons. And I want to get into the pros first. First, pro, you injured players have a good chance of making it back on time. So if you got a five or six injured players, you know what I'm saying, whether they're key players or not, you know what I'm saying, everybody's key at this point, you know what I'm saying, and and, and and they got something where you maybe could get them back going, you know what I'm saying, the team doctor could get them, get them healthy enough to play, you know what I'm saying? You got two weeks to do that? Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that helps a lot. Then, remember, it's 17 weeks now of football. The body has been going at it. I mean, the body hasn't gotten a break since training camp. You know what I'm saying? So getting the two weeks off, you know what I'm saying, is a serious break for the body. You know what I'm saying? To get those muscles to calm down, right? Another... Pro is more time For you as a team To study the opponent You know what I'm saying So you got more film time To study the team Right And then you got new plays And strategies that you can Develop and throw in That nobody's seen all season You know what I'm saying So And then my last pro Because it's five points I got here Right You got more practice time You got more practice time To really perfect what you want to do on the field come game time, right? So those are the pros, right? But here's the cons, though. Here's the cons. First con, too much time away from the real gameplay. It's too much time away, right? And when you got too much time away, right, even though you doing practicing and you looking at film and the whole nine, right, but ain't nothing like real play. You know what I'm saying? So two weeks off, what happens? We're on the second point of the cons, right? It's a great chance. And we see it year after year. Teams that have the buy, they start off slow. They start off slow, right? While the team they playing just played the week before. They hot. They smoking, right? Nine to ten, the team that has the buy. They down most of the time going into the half. Then the engine start revving. Come third quarter, they back to themselves. Sometimes it. Sometimes they pull it out. Sometimes it bite them. Right. Then the last, it's too much time to think about what the opponent may do. I mean, you know, you got all this time two weeks looking at the opponents. You know what I'm saying? And you thinking about, you're watching film that what they did throughout the season, right? And you thinking about it too much. Game comes, right? They may do the whole switcheroo on you. You know what I'm saying? So you got too much time to think. So those pros and those cons for the teams that got home field, that got that buy. listen, listen, pros and cons, and for most of them, who got the home field like the Ravens and the 49ers. You know what I'm saying? We as fans, we want them to come out smoking. We want them to come out the way they've been playing. But that may not happen. That just may not happen. So here's my opinion on each divisional game, who I believe will move on. And I want to start off with the AFC. So who we got? We got the Bills and the Chiefs. Listen, Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah. I really thought these two, when the season began, was going to actually be going into the AFC championship and playing each other. Who we got? We got Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback against my homie. Right? Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. Now this is the way I'm looking at this game. The Bills, yeah, they did work. They did work against the Steelers, right? They did work. It was no game, I right? Remember, Steelers ain't have Watts, and even if they probably had Watts, probably wouldn't even matter because they, 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 Steelers didn't come to play. I don't know what happened. I, you know, I had the Steelers, you know, shocking and upsetting, but the Steelers ain't come to play. Buffalo Bills, you know, they were up and down, but they were up most of the season, started sliding. You know what I'm saying? You know Josh Allen, when he gets pressured, yeah, he's going to give you two, three interception, right? So they look like they back on their A game, but they playing the Kansas City Chiefs game. Right? And you know my man, big man Jones, leading the Kansas City Chiefs defense. He's coming at Josh. You know what I'm saying? They're going to double-team Jones, but they ain't going to hold him. Okay. Remember, KC, they got speed when it comes to that defense. So I see a lot of blitzing. I see Josh Allen running for his life. I see him least throwing two interceptions because he can't handle the pressure when the pressure's on. I said that last show, and I'll keep saying it. I see Diggs on the sideline bugging on him. Because you know Diggs. That's my man, Stefan Diggs. When things ain't looking right with Allen, he getting Allen's ass. Yo, get your shit together. Yo, throw it to me. That's Stephon Diggs, that dog. You know what I'm saying? Let's get back on track. But I see a lot of pressure on Josh Allen now on the Kansas City side, listen, yeah, Kansas City is going on the road for the first time with this group. Okay, they're going to Buffalo. They're going to Buffalo, but listen, I think Kansas City got a lot to prove that they can win on the road in the playoffs since they've been pampered these last few years Super Bowl runs, right? Everybody had to go through them in the AFC, right? Now they on the road, I think, and I know, I don't even think, I already know Reed, Andy Reed, the coach, and my homie, I know they cooking up some serious plays that no one has seen yet. I already know what's going down, right? They're going to prove to the world that they can win on the road in the playoffs. I know they are. And then as bad as that offensive line could be sometimes not holding up for my homes, right? And, and I know the defense for the Kansas City, excuse me, for yeah, for the Kansas City, Jones and the boys is coming, right? I know that. Buffalo Bills well coached. We know that, right? They got dogs on each side. Stephon Diggs, Kelsey Travis, right? Okay, the running game for Kansas City for both teams is pretty decent. We know that, right? So we know all that, right? So I'm expecting both teams to be on their A game. I'm hoping the weather is not a factor. Don't know what's going down in Buffalo, right? But I'm hoping the weather is not a factor. But we both know these are two. Warm excuse me, two cold climate teams that can handle the cold, so no matter what the cold is, I'm just praying that there's no snow. I want, I want, I want the foot traction for both teams. You know what I'm saying? I want the visibility for both teams. I want all that, and I'm saying all that to say this. I believe Kansas City pulls it out at least by three. At least spot three or a little more. I believe Kansas City pulls it out. Why? Because unless Buffalo Bills is going to down the stretch, fourth quarter, five minutes left in the game. If the Buffalo Bills don't jam Kelsey, Travis, Travis, Kelsey (laughs) at that scrimmage line and don't allow them to get off the scrimmage line so easily. If they don't do that, you already know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. We ain't saying touchdown. We saying first downs. We saying first downs. You know what I'm saying? Field goal range. That's what we talking. Coming down the stretch. Buffalo Bills. Got to jam them. Got to jam them. You got to jam them. You got to jam Travis Kelsey at the scrimmage line if you got a chance coming down the stretch. Now, let's get into the matchup. I'm talking about them Texans against the Ravens. Now, C.J. Strauss, the quarterback for the Houston Texans. This young man, rookie. Oh, my God. This young man is doing the damn thing. (laughs) playing with house money. Houston's playing with house money. They got nothing to lose. Man, they playing! Woo-hoo-hoo. Now, I know Cleveland. I had Cleveland win in that game, the Wild Card game. But man, Houston showed me something to the point where, listen, they gonna give the Ravens, those Baltimore Ravens, they gonna give them some hell. Now, listen, CJ Strauss, that young man. He's accurate with his throwing. Now, I've seen him under pressure from time to time. He's cool with it. But I don't think he's going to see the pressure he's going to see with these Ravens. And these Ravens, unlike the Eagles, they're a veteran team. But they're a little, a little younger veterans. So they're going to stay and stick and I see CJ running. <laughs> see I see the young man running for his life. This is what I see. Now, Baltimore, you already know PlayStation. You already know what he going to do. You know who PlayStation is. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. That's my nickname for him. You already know what he's going to do. He has a lot to prove to the city of Baltimore. He has a lot to prove. Because he wanted the bank. Remember, he was going to sit out the whole season. Remember, this man's getting over $50 million a year. So he knows he's got to come through. Now that two-week bye, I just mentioned earlier, the pros and the cons. The cons starting off to a slow game. Listen, I don't see that happening with Baltimore. I just don't see them starting off slow. I think they know that Houston has nothing to lose. Harbaugh already know. Yo, my troops. Yo, yo. No two weeks starting off slow shit. Let's get it on. Because these young Houston not playing. They're not playing. They are not playing. The youngest team in the NFL is not playing. Houston, Texans is not playing. And I know Harbaugh is going to have PlayStation and the crew ready. So, here we go. This is my opinion. I think Houston plays them and playing well. I think Houston is in the game fourth quarter playing well. But I got Baltimore Ravens. Winning it by 10 or more. 10 or more. You know what I'm saying? This is what I see. But I see Houston, early part of the fourth quarter, still in the game. Yes, still in the game. Houston, listen, this is going to be a goodie. (laughs) But I don't see Baltimore losing. I don't see a stunner. I just don't see it. Baltimore is too physical. The defense, the pass rushes, the disguises is just too much, I believe, for the young man to handle. I mean, listen, CJ, he going to play. I know he going to move when he got to move, but the pressure's going to be on him. Houston, on the other hand, Lamar Jackson, he's going to be running sometimes because he's going to have to run. Because that Houston front line. With those middle linebackers. That blitz is something else. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's coming into the fourth quarter. At the beginning of the fourth quarter. I see Houston still in the game. Mid to late. I got Baltimore pulling it out by 10 or better. It's my opinion. My opinion only. So now. Got to move on to the NFC. We're going to end this with the NFC. Yeah, man. 49ers. (laughs) Brock Purdy and the boys against those Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love. Listen. (laughs) Listen. You see me smiling as I'm looking at Green Bay and I'm looking at what they did to the Cowboys. And you've been listening to me and hearing me week after week on my football shows that I got the 49ers from the beginning of the season winning it all. That ain't changing. I'm sticking and staying with what I said. 49ers is winning it all. But the 49ers ain't gonna be easy with this Green Bay, Jordan Love and crew Well-coached. We see, we saw what they did to the Cowboys in Dallas. Now, they're in San Francisco. They got nothing to lose. Still playing with house money, got nothing to lose. Green Bay, the running game is tight. The defense is tight. Quarterback Jordan Love, he playing playing free. He playing well-coached. But let's talk about those 49ers, man. Listen, (laughs) you talking about the most, probably the most besides the Baltimore Ravens, the most physical team in the NFL, both on offense and defense. Man, Brock Purdy, with his throwing and the accuracy. You got the number one running back in the NFL with Kristen McCaffrey. (laughs) Don't let him stiff arm you. You got Debo Samuels and Kittles in that offense. Just too rough and rugged. The running game is dogs. The defense, come on. What you saying? What we saying? 49ers. 49ers. What we saying? Got the 49ers by 15 or more. Yes, I think Green Bay plays them. Play them first three quarters. They play them. But it get away late third. It gets away late third. It gets away from them late third. Going into the fourth quarter, 49ers control everything. 49ers by at least 15. I'm not even saying 10, 15. At least 15. No disrespect to the Green Bay Packers. But listen, I think they over their over they heads now. You know what I'm saying? And, and they got nothing to be ashamed. If it goes down the way I just said, it's going to go down. Okay? Them doing what they did to the Cowboys... Listen, <laughs> it's enough in my books, but you ain't doing that to the 49ers. This just, just ain't happening. So I got the 49ers by 15. Late third, it gets away from Green Bay. Going into the whole entire fourth quarter is all 49ers. 49ers by 15. Moving on to the last game. We got the Detroit Lions against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jared Goff against Shaker, Baker, Mayfield. Yeah, them Lions, division new champs, been 30 years. Buccaneers, shocked the world, the Philadelphia world, I should say. Yeah, got cats getting fired. Buccaneers got offensive linemen retiring. You got the defensive line probably getting some retirement or going elsewhere, you got the Buccaneers breaking up the mighty, mighty Philadelphia Eagles or what they did last week. Now, they got to come to Detroit. Detroit Lions been playing on both sides of the field all season long. So what you've been seeing, what I've been seeing, is no fluke. These cats are playing, Jack. My footage and editor specialist, my main man Rail. He said it in a show, eight shows ago, about that he had Detroit Lions winning it all. So I was again. I'm looking at him through the Zoom because we're doing a show, and I'm saying. I think Rell's been in the footage room too long. I think he's been editing too much. He's bugging Detroit Lions going to the Super Bowl, winning it all. Is he bugging? Listen, listen. I'm not gonna get into that. But what I'm gonna say is this. You got the Buccaneers, they playing with house money with Mayfield, right? Remember, this is his second stint, his second real stint, right? They got nothing to lose. Well coached, Tarbo's well coached. Defense is rough. They rugged. You know what I'm saying? No superstar on the Buccaneers team. No superstar. You got Mike Evans, a 10-year vet. He's still doing his thing, 1,000 yards and better this season. Still doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Buccaneers playing, playing good football. But Detroit Lions, you know what I'm saying? With Jared Goff, veteran quarterback, the young man, I like to say Brown, the slot receiver, he's a dog. They got the running game going. They got that defense blitz going. Well coach. You know what I'm saying? Detroit, as a city, is starving. Starving. They ain't just happy winning that wild card. They starving. I got Detroit Lions winning this at least by 10. At least by 10. I think it'd be a close game going into the fourth quarter. Close. But I think Detroit pulls it out. Touchdown. Stopped them on defense. Get the ball back, but don't score, but get a field goal. I think the 10 comes mid to late in the fourth quarter. Detroit by 10, that's my opinion. Detroit by 10, they playing on both ends of the field. Again, Buccaneers got nothing to lose, but I believe and I know it's Detroit's time to get past that divisional game. And see the 49ers in the NFC Championship. That's my opinion. I want to know your opinion. I want to know your picks. Talk to me because these division new rounds is going to be on fire. (laughs) I can't wait. That's for sure. Like I said in the wild card show. Make sure you do your errands, your chores, whatever you got to do. Make sure when it's game time, you got the remote, you got the snacks or the food. Listen, this is for to go to the AFC and NFC championship game. You already know how this is going down. I already said, listen, it's going to be a lot of hit them hard. And hit them nasty. Each down. That's the way it's going down. Each down, cats is getting going to get hit. And they're going to get hit hard and nasty. So I need to know from y'all, like last show, put it in your comment section. Who do you believe is moving on? Just give me the teams if you want to give an explanation why you can't. But put it in the comment section so I can read a few In the AFC-NFC championship round. Because you know I got to stick and stay with this football. Until it's all over. It's over. It's damn near over. I can't go to no other sport right now. For what? (laughs) It's on and popping with the NFL. It's the playoffs. Come on. Check me out. Listen. This is going to be on. Listen. This is going to be on. This is going to be on. So for my next show, please put it in the comment section soon as this show drops put it in the comment section your picks I got to know I just got to know so I can read a few on the next show listen so for all you lovers NFL lovers for all you so-so NFL lo- lovers. You know the so-so NFL lovers. I'm talking about the ones who only watch playoff games but don't really watch the regular season games. Listen. Be ready for these divisional round games. These these games is going to be hot. I got a text earlier, you know what I'm saying, an NFL lover who said she wasn't really too happy with the, the wild, wild card games. You know what I'm saying? I got what she was saying, you know what I'm saying? Because you had some blowouts. You had some, some, some serious upsets. So the, most of the games wasn't tight. Uh, the only game that was really tight was that Ram and Lion game. That Ram and Lion game that I said in the Wild Card showed that was going to be the game, and I was right on that point. That was the game, okay? But I believe, just like I called it just a few minutes ago, These divisional games is going to be good, okay? Some going to come down to the stretch, right? But I called it the way I call it and the way I see it. So those are my opinions, my opinions only. So I want to thank you for hanging out with me in my basement. Appreciate y'all so much. To my viewers and my listeners, please continue to check me out on YouTube and subscribe. Check me out on my streaming platforms, Apple and Spotify. Also, I'm on TikTok Live. Yes, I'm on TikTok Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Check me out. Straight from the basement, Tommy Ami. Check me out, I'm live, 8 p.m. Every Thursday. Plus, remember. To check out the Evenflow Coffee Company Created to combine the interests of coffee lovers Fashion and music For more information or to make a purchase Visit evenflowcoffee.com As I always say Sports is what keeps this world From going insane Either in a pandemic Or no pandemic Until next time Take care.